Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Leadership Podcast, C3 San Diego Leadership Podcast with Pastor Jürgen Matesius. And <laughs> Senor James Murray, he's Senor. officially known in Tijuana. Or, uh, what do they call him here? Padres? Isn't that a priest? The padres? Padres are the priests. Yeah, Padre James or Santiago. Santiago. I heard they call Santiago. you El Guapo. El Guapo. <laughs> Isn't that? El Guapo means the handsome one. Ah, does it? Yeah. Okay. Lucky. I I'm the jefe to his El Guapo. Oh, see, si. see. Si. You do have a plethora. <laughs> you have a plethora of piñatas, my friend. I don't, I don't like to boast, but it's true. It's true. Many leather-bound uh, books and many piñatas. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's going to be another crazy podcast, so get ready, get ready, get ready. It is. But hey, before we jump into it, we want to tell you about two important things yes. that are coming up. Numero one... Uh, we have our Empower Conference coming up very soon in June. That's right, the last week of last June. Last week of June, and uh, it's going to be unbelievable. So, uh, Empower Conference, we've got guest speakers like Benny Perez. Matthew Pitts. Matt, Michael Bishop, Pitts. Michael Pitts. Sorry, Michael Pitts. Bishop, Michael Pitts. Michael Pitts is going to be there. You're going to love him. Uh, we've got... Uh, Dr. Robbie Sondervagen. Exactly. I can't pronounce his last name. That's how powerful it is. It's like, if you don't know how to speak in tongues, just, just try and pronounce his last name. A few times. Gifts of the Spirit. Three times really fast. Bam, you've got it. Oh, you've got it. Sondervagen, 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 Bam, there it is. You're it's flowing. A, now now you flowing. Receive it. Receive it. Oh, my God. Sondervagen. So uh, he's going to be there. and uh, We've got Natalie Miller for the kids. Oh, that's kids ministry. Be good. That's and she, good. Like, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She is amazing. One of the best uh, ventriloquists. Yeah, out there, she's ministers. Yeah, for the kids. So make sure, it's not just for uh, for you alone. We want you there, yeah. teenagers, young adults, but also your kids. It's going to be a great yeah. opportunity. Uh, and uh, last but not least, you'll have uh, the hosts of the conference, Pastor Jürgen Leanne. Again, it's going to be unbelievable. So lock yeah. it in. Last week of June, it's going to be good. But one exciting announcement: uh, we have a publisher in our midst right Come now. Come on, thank uh, you, Jesus. Tell us, thank Pastor you, Thomas Jürgen, Nelson. what's happening? What's happening? Well, I just got it. Got the brief today. Got signed by Thomas Nelson. Ooh. So my book, Push, uh, you know, which I was going to push out there on, uh, you know, do do it. Um, just kind of do a self-publishing thing, but uh, the quality of you know self-publishing. And then uh, I met with a publicist, and she just said, "Listen." This is a phenomenal idea. Let me pitch it and see what I can come back with. And about a month ago, I met with one of the um, editors at Thomas Nelson, and right. uh, they're, they're like, "Mate, we love the concept." So the whole concept is push how to access the will of God for your life. Unfortunately, most people have kind of uh, been uh, brought up with a belief that God's will is automatic. That mm. if you know if it's God's will, it'll automatically happen. Well. You know, I don't know if there's a bigger load of codswallop out there. Like, you know, if God wants me to have a great marriage, I'll have a great marriage. Well, no, I've got to work on my yeah. marriage. Yeah. Well, if God wants me to have a six-pack, I'll just have a six-pack. I'll wake up tomorrow morning. No, no, I've got to actually go to the gym. Yeah. yeah. actually got to watch what I eat. i actually got to do crunches. Well, mm-hmm. if God wants me to be successful, no, I've actually got to apply principles of success. Mm-hmm. So that's on a natural level. But then there's, there's a supernatural level yeah. of... Of principles that I unlock in the in the book Push, where you can actually push from God's permissible will to God's perfect will, knowing that right. what what the hedge in between mm. is demonic, satanic activity, mm-hmm. and so it's a really powerful book. It's going to be it's just a breakthrough book, and so it's going to be coming out with Thomas Nelson um, right. very shortly this year. Come on, so look solid. out for it. it I promise you, it will rock your world. It's got some phenomenal stuff in there. How to bring right. walls down in your life and how to 
break through into the supernatural and the miraculous. Come on. Well, hey, so make sure you stay tuned and uh, jump on our website, c3sandiego.com, to find out stuff about our conference. And obviously, that'll come out information for yeah. the book release. And we've got so many great, great um, podcasts and even our, our sermons. I was, I was mm. watching uh, my beautiful wife, Pastor Leanne's message last night that she preached yeah. on Gideon. Yeah, and Gideon's so three, three, three battles with yeah. you know insecurities. Yep. Oh my gosh, yeah, so issues and uh, idols. Yep. Easily, easily one of the best messages I've ever heard. Mm. I mean, I'm, I was flipping rocked, and it's my wife. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like yeah. I need to repent. I need to get saved. I need to get delivered. I'm Send casting love demons out of myself. Asking myself my name. Like you know your name. I'm like shut up. And uh, but anyway, it all it kind of turned to custard when my head spun round and the temperature dropped in the room and the TV went <laughs> but other than that it was good hey, that's good Powerful. and you're looking all the better for you <laughs> after that throwing up you've shed a few pounds I've shed a few projectile vomit has shed a few pounds oh, there's Come nothing on, like it's it. healthy really it, it is healthy <laughs> well hey so there's a lot of great stuff coming out and uh, make sure you check it all up uh, check it out but um, hey we've got a subject today we're going to talk about on the leadership podcast uh, which are really great when we talked about in our staffing and when I mean we talked about Pastor Jurgen talked about uh, and we all uh, were really rocked by it. And it was this whole idea of teams uh, versus fans, or a team player versus someone who's just a fan. And so uh, we're going to talk about that, and, and I'm you, it's got some real powerful stuff. So Pastor, you can tell us, let's, let's lay the groundwork here. What's this idea behind a team player versus a fan? Well, I was reading the, um, the, the book Built to Serve, mm-hmm. and it just opened up a chapter, and he just kind of threw it out there that uh, you know he had, he had a staff member who wasn't just a fan of the United Supermarket chain, but was, was, a, was a team player. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how this guy went on vacation, and he had this farmer drove an hour and a half to mm. come and pick up his juice that his wife had ordered, some special juice that she needed, because mm. she was facing a bit of a medical crisis. Mm. And uh, and he, and he's like, can you remember who you spoke to? No, no idea. So he goes to the juice department. He tries to find out who it was, and they said, oh yeah, the guy that that you know uh, spoke to was Britain, but he's on vacation. And so he's like, he's what? He's like, oh my gosh, I've got to go back, and I've got to tell this guy, you just drove drove an hour and a half, yeah, and for no reason, right? And uh, and then the guy, then one of the clerks came up and said, oh no no no, but. Britain is is so diligent. I'm sure he's left it somewhere. So they went, and sure enough, Britain had put it, you know, in the fridge with a note on it saying that this farmer was coming to pick it wow. up on this day. Yeah, here it is. He'd left a note and everything. So he was actually able to take it out, give it to the guy, mm. and uh, and the guy thanked him. And you know, you guys are amazing. What mm. a great store. Yeah, you know, was able to drive back with his with his juice. Mm. And he talked about how. You know that could have been a real embarrassing moment if if that guy Britain was just a fan. Yeah. You know uh, he wouldn't have cared. He was on vacation. He, it's someone else's problem. Yeah. But he drove in that morning mm. before leaving for vacation to make sure it was there, make sure right. the note was on it, and make sure that the mm. clerk knew mm. that this guy was coming in. And mm. so he said that's the difference between a team player mm. and a fan. He says, but fans are confusing because um you know fans dress in the same. Uh, you know, uniform yeah. as the guys on the field. Yeah, They're, they've got the same uniform. They're they're enthusiastic. In fact, they can be more vocal and more enthusiastic. Wow. Yeah, I've never seen my favorite football team or soccer team 
play a game with their face half painted, mm. but yet you look at look up in the grandstand and there are people with wigs on, black yeah. and yellow wigs, yeah. or their face painted yeah. blue yeah, and yeah. white, you know, yeah. whatever their team is. Yeah. And so there's an enthusiasm, but sometimes we can uh, mistake enthusiasm or zeal mm. for for wisdom. Right. And uh, you know, and I've heard you talk about it. You know, in youth ministry, Pastor yeah. James, and yeah. with um, college ministry, never hey, never forsake. You know, zeal mm. for for wisdom or mm. passion for wisdom mm. that mm. we need wisdom and knowledge yep. to add to that passion. Exactly. Yeah. And so, so that was kind of the uh, you know the yep. juice behind the. And I love that. And so, so in breaking that down, you know, we're looking at a team aspect, looking around your team, especially maybe you're out there, pastors, leaders, and you've got a lot of people. It's amazing how many people agree with principles. Yeah. But whether those principles, you know, line up with the paradigm of their life wow. is a whole other thing, isn't it? Because so everyone cheers principles, oh, don't they? It's so yeah, true. oh, you're right, yeah. Pastor. Yeah, we need to yeah. do this. Yeah, I'm yeah. for you. Let's do it. Yeah. Woo! And they're yeah. all pumped. Yeah. And you know, honestly, I don't see this, you know, actually transitioning into your yeah. your actual actions, your paradigm, your life. Yeah. And so let, let let's look at that for a second. You talked about this yesterday about what helps transition. What what separates a fan yeah. from a team player? How, what's the yeah. the characteristics of of a, of you know, I think player. on that point right there. So Jesus said it this way: he "says Many are called, few are chosen." Mm. And I can remember when I made the, um, you know, the kind of the top grade level soccer team in my area where mm. I grew up, and uh, and I was really excited to mm. be one of a pick. Now, mm. there's only eleven players that go out on the field, but mm. I was part of a squad of thirty. Wow. And, uh, but but I, it felt great to be picked. There was about fifty people that missed out, mm-hmm. so I was in the top thirty. But that didn't that didn't guarantee. Mm-hmm. So so I felt like I was called to the team, mm-hmm. but I wasn't necessarily chosen in the starting lineup, and I wasn't maybe chosen even to play. Mm-hmm. That depended upon a number of things: me applying the principles, me following the lead of the coach, me, you know, not running as a maverick on the field, but me obeying orders, following yeah. the commands. Like I was a forward. Mm. But I remember coach at training said, oh, listen, I'm going to try you in the midfield. And I remember saying to him, oh, I've never played midfield. I'm not a midfield person. I Put me in the forwards. He goes, mm. well, I've got a full stack of forwards. Mm. I want to try in the midfield. And uh, it's amazing how many people, no, no, this is who I am. I'm, I'm a worship pastor. Or, you know what, yeah, mm. I don't really do setting up chairs. Yeah, right. You know, I'm called to be a prophet to the nations. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I think that uh, the difference between a team player and a fan is exactly that, that they're the ones who cross the threshold where the principles begin to apply to my life. It's yeah. the discipline of getting up. It's yeah. like the guys who are on the field are the guys who are disciplined. Mm. You don't see too many ripped, you know, you know, six-pack, you know, athletic-looking guys in the grandstands yelling, you know, mostly it's the yobbos. They've got a beer in their hand, a big beer belly. Yeah, they're yeah. overweight. They haven't shaved for three days because they couldn't be bothered. Yeah, yeah. But they're telling the guys on the field yeah. who are disciplined athletes who are up yeah. early, go to bed late, mm. you know, who are lifting weights, running yards, yeah. you know, doing all of that kind of stuff. They're trying to tell them what they should yeah. and shouldn't have done. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't in the same capacity. They couldn't even last. They wouldn't have the, the endurance. Yeah. But it's... And so... You know, filtering out, you know, when we choose our teams, filtering out those people who are zealous mm. and enthusiastic and passionate, mm. but lack wisdom, mm. lack knowledge, and like you said, lack personal application. Yeah, yeah. So what we've done here or try to do here is, for me, gift, talent, and ability is a great thing, but mm. now I'm going to put that on the shelf. I actually want to see punctuality. 
Yeah. I want to see reliability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. opposed to ability. Yeah. Like, is the person reliable? Yeah. Man, I just need someone who will just turn up. Yeah, When good. we say it starts, they turn up early, they're there late. Mm-hmm. I ask, you know, I say, hey, listen, I want us to be the friendliest church. They're, they're going out and meeting people. Yeah. I want us to take people out for lunch. They're taking people out for lunch. Yeah. Hey, we're going to have, have a prayer meeting, you know, and you look around the prayer meeting and that's where you see your loyalty. Man. Yeah. It's, you know. And it's often not the, the, the loud out there characters, are that they show up to those things. It's the, it's the, the, the quiet achievers yeah. who, uh, who pop onto the scene. It's funny you were saying that because we just talked about this the other day about reliability. Uh, you know, we, we, we talked about that scripture in Second Timothy too, where it says, you know, you know, Paul's entrusting the gospel to carry on and the church yeah. to be built. And one of the characteristics, the first thing he mentions, yeah. he says, entrust to reliable men. Isn't that amazing? Which is crazy. You know, a lot of you know, I trust are really talented dudes who can yeah. preach really good yeah. and who are really Successful. out there and they've got that kind of yeah. sanguine personality. Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah. So just, just reliability yeah. and yeah. That, that whole thing of reliability. So uh, as far as the, the team and fan thing goes, how would you say uh, if, if there's people out there and they're looking at a whole bunch of people, you've already mentioned just the punctuality and all the other things. Are there yeah. other characteristics you look yeah. at and go, hey, this to me really helps me just, you know, as a as a filter to go through. Because again, there's nothing wrong with passion and zeal. We want that. We, we promote that. Yeah. But again, to sift through that and get to the nitty gritty. Yeah. The nitty gritty. <laughs> so, so what would you look for? Well, besides you know, those things you mentioned already. Th- there's, there's a couple of really great scriptures in the Bible. So, you know, David, David had mighty men. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just love, I just can't get away from the story of Eliezer, the son of Dodo the Ahohite. Mm-hmm. who positions himself with his two buddies, the three mighty men, they position themselves in a field of barley or lentils. Mm. The author's unsure what it was. But the Bible says all the other Israelites had fled, yeah. but they stationed themselves in the midst of that field mm. and defended it. Mm. And the Philistines had surrounded that field to take that plot of ground. Mm. And it was just lentils or barley. And it wasn't about the size of the field. It wasn't even about what it was like the writer doesn't know was it barley was it lentils it wasn't even about what was in the field it was Mm. about the principle of the whole thing Mm -hmm. that they refused Mm. to give up and Mm. and what's interesting is in that verse it says um and all the israelites fled so this wasn't a popular battle this wasn't a really Mm. popular war it wasn't a popular fight Mm. Mm. uh it None of the other Israelites felt that the barley, the lentils, this yeah. tiny little field was worth defending. Mm. But these three guys did. And I think the first thing of of a team player is they go the extra mile. Yeah, good. You know, they're willing to do what other people mm. don't do. When mm. everyone else has gone off, they're the ones who are yeah. behind. Yeah. Helping you clean up, yeah, helping yeah, yeah. you pack down. Mm. When everyone else is, you know, uh, you know wanting to... to uh, you know, run off to, to the beach or whatever. These are the ones saying, hey, pastor, do you need anything else? Yeah, well, Is there anything else I can do? Mm. But when you're saying, hey, we're going to have a prayer meeting, they're the ones that turn up. Well, mm. you know, prayer meeting, we have too many prayer meetings. Mm. When you have a leadership training night, they're the ones that yeah. are there. They're the ones that turn up. Mm. There's just something about just being there. Presence, yeah. Yeah, God did a miracle because three guys were there. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. if there were 50 guys there, God still could have done a miracle, but... Because there were three, if there was no mm. one there, God could have done nothing. Mm. The Philistines would have taken the the territory. Yeah, that's amazing. It's funny as, as well. You know, even look at that from a New Testament perspective. Fans and teams. Uh, you know, Peter was a fan. Yeah, Peter was a fan up until Jesus' crucifixion. We, he loved the crowd. He loved the people. He loved the hoo ha. When Jesus yeah. was popular, yeah. as soon as Jesus wasn't popular, he's like, yeah, I don't even know him. 
Yeah, he had that defining right. moment wow. where he's like got he transitioned from a fan to a Holy. team player. Where he's now going, okay, Holy. man, am I really a team player? Hey, do yeah. you really love me, Peter? Well, dude, it's not about being yeah. a fan. It's about being a, a builder and being someone who is a team player. And will you feed the sheep? You yeah. know, so it actually, it, it's it, yeah. all the way through the Bible. There's these, yes, there's these themes like that. Yeah. So if you were, um, how would you, how would you teach in a culture? Like, let's just say you're out there, you're a pastor, you're a leader. What do you think is the quickest way? Because this is good. We always want the quick stuff. And I really believe there are, yeah, there sure. are quick... I think there are there's, shortcuts, there's, yeah. there's, The road might be narrow, but yeah. it, can be, it, be, yeah. it can be quick. What do you think are quick ways to uh, impart a culture that says, hey, we're about team. We're, we're a team building. We're not just about... Because again, in yeah. America, you guys yeah. may, not, may or not... You should know this. We're in San Diego. But uh, it's a lot of people like... They love fans. It's, yeah. a, oh. it's, it's the generation of fans. It is fans. Right? Twitter followers. Facebook yeah, and it's friends. all about the fans. And But when it comes yeah. down, you know, people come up, you know, son, oh my gosh, best message I've ever heard of my wife. You're thinking, oh, they're going to be here next week. Yeah. No, they're not. They're no, not that's the next right. week. <laughs> they're yeah, just, that's right. They're just a fan. So yeah. how would you, in this context of church today, how would you teach or educate to create strong team players? You know, there's a, there's a few few quick ones. And again, you know, drawing from biblical illustrations, but... The, f- the first one is you, you've got to understand that Jesus built a team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, pe- people say, well, Jesus wasn't a Lone Ranger. But, you know, they're the making the Lone Ranger movie. I saw the shorts for it the other night. I yeah. can't wait to watch it. Yeah. But uh, even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? So Holy. even he wasn't on his own. <laughs> yeah. And so, False advertising there. you know, that man had Rob and it's like, it's yep. like, you know, we, we need, we need somebody else. We can't do the call of God or the work of God mm. on our own, mm. but there's such a, such a huge emphasis here on your ministry. Yeah. You know, it's, it's James Murray ministry international. Yeah. Jürgen Matesius, you know, prophetic voice to the, to the universe, you know, and beyond yeah, to the global. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like. And it's all, it's all just dumb. And, so, and what that does is it, it gives you a, a mindset that everybody exists for me. Wow. Whereas, you know, Jesus came to him. He says, follow me and I will make you. Love that. And I think that's the first thing I with love the team. That. The people, look, yeah. I want you to follow me. Absolutely. Mm. Leave everything you've got behind sure. and follow me. I need you to buy in. If you, mm. can't, if you don't buy in, I'm, I'm wasting your time. You're wasting my time. So you need to buy in. But what I can guarantee is if you buy in, I will take you where you mm. can get to yourself. Mm-hmm. And destiny is always tied up in other people. And so, mm. so that's the first thing I think to, you know, that you've got to, as a leader, value building a team. And to, to build a team, you know, I've seen really poor leadership where, you know, you'll have a, a community transformation project that uh, the leader got all the accolades but didn't turn up on the day mm. all the, the the youth young adult team they're the ones doing all the work right 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 and uh, nothing's going to sink your ship quicker yeah than that kind of mindset you right know, you've you you've got to you've got to be very very quick to accept blame mm-hmm. and very very quick to give the credit wow and so always give the credit man it's my team oh yeah such and such did a great mm. job oh you know you know, when people say, oh, you know, you got a great job, Pastor. Oh, no, it's the team. I've got a phenomenal team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, we love the music here. Yeah, you know, my music director does a great job. Oh, wow. we love the preaching here. Yeah. You know, the, the team that we've got up there, Pastor James, Pastor Liam, John yeah. Heinrich, David yeah. Chitty, do a great job. You know, and so yeah. always trying to you know, give the team mm. credit. But then when there's something wrong, rather than throw blame, you know, you, you accept responsibility. I love that. Two other really quick ones that I drew on yesterday in the staff meeting was, you know, when uh, Noah... And his sons came out of the, uh, you know, the the ark after you know three hundred and sixty five days. Mm, mm. um, 
basically Noah, the Bible says, you know, begins to till the land, becomes a bit of a farmer, plants a vineyard, mm. gets some grapes from the vineyard, makes some wine, has a little too much. Yeah. And obviously, all the stress of 365 days locked in a place where the animals want to eat each other and kill yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah. You know, 200 foot tidal waves is enough to drive any man to the drink. Yeah. Noah has a few drinks too many. And he's blotto. But, yeah. you know, the Bible says that he was, and he, he became uncovered in his tents. It didn't become uncovered out in the, he's not wandering around the neighborhood, you know, yeah, saying, yeah. I'm the lizard queen or something. <laughs> you know, he's, yeah. he's lying in his tent. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, yeah. you know, he, he's stark. Yeah. <laughs> and what's interesting is Ham comes to the brothers, which means that Ham has walked up and had a peek into the tent, saw that his dad was naked. Mm. Rather than covering his dad's nakedness, mm. Ham comes and tells his brothers mm. in a kind of a mocking, you mm. know, pulled them mm. down mm. kind of way, an uncovering kind of way. And what I love is the Bible says that Shem and Japheth get a sheet, they put the sheet on their shoulders and they walk in backwards, refusing to even mm. look on their father's nakedness and cover their father's nakedness. Love it. So that anybody else, no one else mm. would, would mock. Mm. And, uh, and I just love that because there's two sides of the throne of God. One side of the throne is where the accuser stands. Satan, the Bible says in Revelation, he accuses the brethren day and night uh, relentlessly. But then in Hebrews, it says that Jesus is our mediator, yes, making right. intercession yeah. before yeah. the throne of God day and night. So on one side, we have a, 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 an accuser. The other side, we have an intercessor. On one side, we have an accuser or an uncoverer. So Lucifer was the the you know the anointed cherub who covers. In his rebellion, he becomes Satan who uncovers, who's an accuser, and he's constantly uncovering. You can't bless Jurgen. You can't bless James. You can't bless these people. They got sinner. He's constantly uncovering before God. And Jesus stands on the other side and he says, Father. My blood, my sacrifice, yeah. my death yeah, on the yeah, cross yeah, 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 has yeah. covered them. Mm. And so the Bible says love covers a multitude, multitude. of sins. Not yeah. just one or two, yeah. but a multitude of sins. And I think the first thing that you've got to do is you've got to build an environment where uh, you know, the team understands mm. the value of covering. Great. Now, that doesn't mean that we, that we uh, you know, do cover-ups. That's not what yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, good call. But, but absolutely, you know, we cover... Mm. mistakes we cover flaws we cover mm. indiscretions mm. publicly mm. and then we deal with them privately mm-hmm. you know ham if ham would have walked in and said dad you know you're drunk you know kind of everything's hanging out dude you know yeah, yeah. me to get a blanket you know Noah was still drunk Noah was still naked Noah was still exposed but that was the correct way to deal with it mm. because ham didn't deal with it properly when when Noah finally came you know, came out of it. He said, uh, "Cursed be Canaan," and so obviously he couldn't curse Ham because God had blessed Ham. Mm. The Bible says, "When they came out of the ark, God blessed them, said, be fruitful, multiplying." So we can't bless what God, uh, we can't curse what yeah, God has blessed. Yeah. But that curse rested on Ham's son Canaan, mm. and you see all the way through the Scripture, God's going to give him the land of Canaan. Canaan was cursed. So Canaan, who's just a little boy, ends up in a curse because his father's an uncoverer. And nothing destroys your destiny or your future quicker than being someone that uncovers. Right. And I, I found many, many times in ministry that God has allowed me to see different things in different men mm. and women of God, mm. different flaws, because mm. none of them are perfect. No. We look exactly. and we strive for perfection, but we have to mm. remember Jesus is the only perfect one. That's right. And uh, and yet God says, what are you going to do? Are you going to be an uncover? Are you mm. going to be a coverer? Mm. And, and I think that's the first thing. And, and that begins from the top, too. The way that we deal with issues, like, 
you know, being a pastor, I, you know, we constantly have, hey, someone's, here's an indiscretion here or someone's, you know, kind of pushed or transgressed a boundary mm. over here. Mm. How do we deal with it? Mm. Well, the first thing that we always do is we always cover. Cover. Let's make sure we cover right. and contain. Mm. Deal with it underneath that covering mm. and containing. Mm. Get it restored, mm. and then it doesn't have to, have to come out. Yeah, and it's really important. People feel valued, mm. and people feel, and people people feel like they can trust. Well, I can serve here. Yeah, yeah. Because I know I don't have to put on a facade when I make a mistake. Wow. It's covered. Yeah. The second one is um is in uh, I think it's First Kings chapter twelve. Where, where Rehoboam takes over from his father mm. Solomon, mm. and Rehoboam asks, uh, you know, counsel from the elders. Hey, you know, what 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 advice would you give? Yeah, me? yeah. And they basically said, look, you know, in your dad's last days, he became a bit of a tyrant, a bit of a taskmaster. Ease the burden, the people will love you. Mm. So he goes to his own his own brethren. You know, he goes to his own generation. Mm. Goes to his peers. Yes, this yeah. is what do you think? Mm. This is the counsel I got from the elders who stood and served before mm. my father. Some of them 20, 30 years. Mm. And uh, the young guys, his friends, are like, "Mate, don't do that." Oh no! If you if you lower the burden, they'll think you're a weakling. They'll like you, but they won't respect you. You go up there and you say, "Man, you know." My father was like my little finger. I'm going to be more like his waist. If my father whipped you with whips, I'm going to scourge you with scorpions. Mm. And I'm going to increase your burdens. Mm. And, and it was the demise of his kingdom. Yeah. And the demise of his kingdom was the only counsel that he got was from his peers. Mm. And if there's one tragedy that I see today again and again and again is that you know fans only listen to to their peers mm. whereas players listen to older people yeah the coach the coach, the coach yeah. is an older guy like tiger woods who's arguably the best golfer in the world mm. has a swing coach mm. and yeah. I've, I've seen you know uh, butch Harmon. uh he doesn't hit the ball as far as tiger i don't think he hits the ball as well as tiger mm. and yet this guy is not as talented is not on the pro tour. Yeah, is not making money on the pro tour, and yet Tiger comes to him from a, for advice. Yeah, yeah. The guy's older; he's nowhere near mm. as athletic. Mm. But Tiger understands the power that if he's going to be a successful player, not just a fan of the sport of golf, but a player. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. he has to submit himself to the counsel of older people. Right. And whether oh, you know, a fan would look at oh, mate, the guy's old, he's fat, oh, he can't hit the ball. Why would you listen to him, mate? I reckon you just need to swing harder. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and that's what that's the great demise. And in church, we have so many people that just for whatever reason, mm. again, dysfunction, divorce, breakdown in marriage and family can't listen mm. to instruction from older people. Yeah. And and we've got to build a generational right. church. Yeah. And we've got to. I am so much better every time I sit with someone who's been around the block a few more times than me, yeah, yeah. who's lived a little more mm. than me, mm. who's got a little more experience, a little more now, and just ask questions. I'm telling you, it, I've avoided so many mistakes mm. that I would have ventured into because it looked right, but just listening to that counsel helped yeah. me. Yeah, love that. So good. So much great stuff in that. And uh, you know, I think for, for our, our listeners out there, really. Chew on that and, uh, and and share this podcast around, you know, with other people. Brilliant. And again, I hope we've been able to shed some light on the whole idea of fans versus uh, team players. And that, uh, and again, even for ourselves, it's always good to check. Flip, am yeah. I getting caught up yeah. in the fan the fan side of things, or am I actually getting into it being a team player? So, yeah. great, great thoughts, great knowledge, great wisdom. 
Guys, we hope you've enjoyed uh, this episode. Stay tuned for more. Go to c3sandiego.com. C3sandiego.com. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter, James underscore Muzza mm-hmm. and uh, Jürgmeister on Twitter, Facebook. Hit us up. Come visit our website. If you're ever in San Diego, come mm-hmm. to our church. Come visit. Likewise, it, beautiful weather, beautiful city. Empower Conference will change your life. Bring mm. your whole team in June. I promise you, it will rock you. Don't miss it. All right, guys, you're the best. We'll see you soon. Bye for now.